Hi everyone, this is Yash and welcome to another personal finance episode by FinScout. This episode is specially useful for non-resident Indians looking to get some personal investment advice and to invest in the Indian markets. We have with us another SEBI registered investment advisor, Gayatri Jagdale. She has over 10 years of experience in the investment advisory space with companies such as Larsen and Tubro Mutual Funds, IRNFS, Anandrathi Securities, and so on. Her speciality is with managing international money and helping you as an NRI to invest your money in the Indian markets. So hi, Gayatri. It's lovely to have you here with us today. Hi, Yash. Thank you for calling me. Uh, it's a pleasure to join you in the meeting and you know share the whatever knowledge I have. Uh, it's lovely to have you, Gayatri. So without wasting any time, let's get right to it. Right. So mm-hmm. the first question, obviously, there are so many investment opportunities that a person has living internationally, right? So they could invest in the local markets where they are, be it Dubai or be it US or be it the UK, right? Or they could obviously choose to keep their money in a savings account. Not really the best option. I did that myself when I was in the UK, 0%. Or you could invest in the Indian markets. Which one do you personally prefer and what do you recommend to your clients? Invest where you are living or wherever you are planning to retire. So have a major investment in that country. But other than that, if you consider uh, investing internationally or to, you know, have the diversification or third reason for NRIs is uh, most of them are planning to go back to India for their retirement and they need money uh, during their retirement period in India. So whoever NRIs who want to go back to India and want to retire there and have, you know, major investments or assets there. Uh, they can think about investing in India. So uh, I would just say that if you are returning NRIs, then only think about investing in India or have a major investments there. Otherwise, just for the diversification purpose, you can invest in India because it's a growing market in India and you can expect some more profit as compared to USA, which is already a developed market. And you see, you know, a consistent, but lower kind of returns there. That makes so much sense. In fact, a lot of international money has been flowing into the Indian markets. And I think Indian markets have also beaten the US markets over the last two to three years, almost three years now. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And as per a US research firm recently, uh, as per their data, uh, year 2022, uh, Indian market was the best performing market. Right. Uh, even, even when the US market is not performing well, it's continuously down due to the inflation, you know, uh, the rate of interest, which is increasing and other, you know, political activities due to the market was continuously down in, it's in the negative returns. Even in that condition, Indian stock market was performing very well. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, earnings wise as well, we posted some great numbers. Nifty EPS is almost getting toward 900 now. So that's incredible. Right. I mean, uh, getting to your point, like you mentioned that for diversification, obviously you should invest in India a certain bit, especially with international money. What percentage of your portfolio do you re- usually recommend uh, clients to sort of invest in the Indian markets? In both cases, okay. either if they want to live there permanently in India, or if they are they want to settle in the US and still want to have an allocation in India as a diversification measure. Uh, if they are not going to come back, but just want to look for the diversification or want to invest in India, then maybe not more than 15 to 20% of their total portfolio. Considering the currency risk they have, 
they might lose some money in the transaction, even though they might see the increase in the value of their investment uh, while taking it back to their own country or in the US, uh, they might lose, still lose some money considering the value of dollars. No, which yeah. also brings me to my next question, right? Currency depreciation is a great risk when it comes yeah. to investing in Indian markets or any emerging markets for that matter. Like obviously with absolute returns, the anticipated returns over the coming years was like right about 13, 14, 15%. But what happens as soon as you turn this into dollar returns? Like what do you anticipate dollar returns to be for the Indian markets in the coming 10, 20, 30 years? I cannot predict because uh, again, it's a stock market. Yeah, you can consider the 12 to 15% return on an average. And whenever NRIs invest in the India, they are betting on the two things. First is the performance of the companies they are investing in. And second is the currency risk. So they might see their value increasing in the stocks. They might see profit in their stock investments. But when, when they want to repatriate it or they want to take out their money in their own country due to the currency risk, they might lose some money or their profit. So keep it minimum. But if you are going to come back to India and then you are using that money for your retirement, then keep it at as much as you want in the stocks. Because... Equity is the only asset class which can give you the inflation beating returns. And if you have, you know, at least eight or 10 years period to come back, you can accumulate a good sum over these long term. It's, I would say that NRE FD is far better because uh, in India it's tax-free. You get good returns like 7% almost and it's fixed and safe almost. No, wait, that's actually a good point. So NRE FDs, are the is this money kept in dollars or is this money kept in INR itself? So there are two kind of FDs. Uh, it's NRO non-resident ordinary and NRE non-resident external. So when you talk about NRE, uh, that amount is in the dollars or the foreign currency in the country you are living in. You can keep it in that currency, and when it's NRO, it's all it will always be in the rupees. So NRO is uh, taxable in India and interest income is also taxable in the country you are living in. And NRE is tax-free in India, but the interest income could be taxable depending on the country you are living in. So in this case, I mean, I'm assuming that you would always recommend your clients to have their money invested in NREs because... Most of the time, if they are not... uh, you know, uh, planning to come back, but still want to have a safer option and get good returns. 7% almost they are getting on the NREFD today, which is quite good. Oh, that, is, that is very good. I mean, 7% plus dollar appreciation, right? If you look at it in INR terms. So Right. So it- and there is no any, uh, you know, um, there is no any currency fluctuation in there because your amount get invested in the dollar. You get mm-hmm. it back in the dollar. Oh, that makes so much sense. And is there any opportunities for that matter to generate the same amount of returns in the US itself? The reason I ask this is that now I'm looking at it in terms of NRI investment opportunities within the US, risk-free. I'm assuming no bond is ever going to give you that kind of returns. No, there is an I-bond is there, uh, which is uh, from US government. Uh, They also offer the same kind of returns, 
but again there are a lot of uh, limitations on that because only citizens can only invest in it not the people on the visas uh, people on the visa still invest in it because they don't know the rules uh, and as per the rules given on the us treasury website uh, it's quite confusing nahi no, that makes so much sense that also brings me to the next question which is around taxation so you obviously mentioned that in nros you get taxed in india as well and in nres you don't get taxed in india similarly with regards to equity markets obviously capital gains in india is right around 10% i think capital gains long term capital gains in you in the us is much higher it's like 20% or 30% something like that but how do, how does the yeah. taxation work so for instance if i if i'm an nri living in the us and i've invested in the indian markets and i have some profits do i have to pay taxes in india or in the us so in india you have to pay the taxes taxation is almost same for nris uh, which is uh, like for resident indians so there are two taxes two kind of taxes long term ltgc and short term capital gains which is stgc so uh, if you are holding for more than a year it comes under long term capital gain tax if you are holding for less than a year it comes under short term capital gain tax and long term capital gain tax is 10% and short term is 15% right the additional tax for nris is tds tax deducted at source mm-hmm. if you earn anything if you get capital gains then tds will be there 30% directly and uh, if there is a loss there will not be any tds but again good thing is you can claim your tds in the next financial year while filing the taxes in india but you won't have to pay any additional taxes on the income produced in the in the us right it might be depending on the what kind of capital gain you have or because you have to show the uh, income while filing taxes in usa okay. you know your overall income in worldwide income so depending on the countries or depending on the you are living in uh taxation will impact it changes with the countries isn't it isn't that like double taxation then yeah but it also depend on the dtta agreement in which uh, india and that country coming in currently there are four countries if i am not wrong uh, usa australia canada and one more is there so depending upon that but yes uh, according to dtta dtaa if you are paying a tax in india then it will not get taxed in another country but that's only with four four countries so i mean in any of the other countries you are going to get taxed yeah almost yeah that's the benefit of, to the uh, other nris who are living in other countries especially the gulf countries they are uh-huh. always on the good side because they can invest in india they don't have much tax implications as compared to usa no that makes that makes so much sense and i also had another question obviously with regards to an indian citizen now who say looking to invest in the us markets so is that a good proposition for them yes but again uh, that needs lot of uh, money to invest to actually make any difference in your portfolio and profits uh-huh. because if you are just going to invest 15 or 20000 just under the name of diversification it will not again going to help you because uh the bro- international brokerage charges are high and after cutting all that and whatever taxation you will not get that much 
you know expected returns after investing in the international market okay that makes that makes sense but obviously i mean the only reason why i asked is because currency appreciation is in that that case going to be in your favor so obviously yes. you keep appreciating so as yes, against the right. but again uh, you have to uh, have a, a huge money or good investment in usa market to make mm-hmm. that difference in the profit right just uh, if you are earning uh, just 5000 or 6000 that might not be in in uh, my opinion that would not make any much difference you can get it in that in indian market also that makes sense so what is the benchmark amount post which it does make sense for, according to you to invest i would say one lakh or more than more than that anything more than 1 lakh rupees yeah makes sense and any what are the ideal investment tools like i have come across a lot of tools such as edelweiss us fund and so many of these us funds so would you recommend a fund of that sort or would you recommend direct investments i would recommend direct investment in the stocks and with some reits real estate uh, investment trust okay because the market over here in the real estate is quite good the mm-hmm. rental income which one getting is also quite good as compared to india right um so reits or reit stocks are also there one can you know um explore these opportunities here other mm-hmm. than apple microsoft or whatever popular stocks are there oh yeah i mean and all of them have seen a crazy beating lately haven't they i mean meta was down mm-hmm. almost 80% amazon was down like 50% as well or so so it was yeah, sad here yeah for the so, long term yes yeah so reits obviously are also starting to get traction in india which is quite interesting especially in commercial reits right but again as you said to reits in the us would have both the benefits of currency appreciation and i think what do the reits usually yield in india, in the us yeah so real estate yeah you can expect around 8 to 10% over here because uh, i do have some reit investment and uh the value in the growth or appreciation i can see it's quite good also they give the dividend also um, on a regular basis so the dividend income is also there so that makes sense so 8 to 10% is like amazing to be honest and then it's almost risk free isn't it yeah yes no that, that that is really cool no so that, that that covers all the questions that i had and i think in that case we're going to move to a couple of questions that some people asked us right So, sure, yeah. uh, so this is yeah. something that somebody living in Australia had to ask us, but obviously it's valid in almost every other country as well. Should I transfer my money to India or keep it in the country of residence? And similarly, should I transfer the Indian money over here, like the money that I have lying in the Indian accounts, or should I keep have it the other way around? Okay, so I will say first decide your goal, where you want to invest, where you want to stay. and accordingly invest your money if you want to you know go back to india during your retirement in the next 7 8 years or more than that then better to move your money in a staggered way you know or you can just invest in the stocks uh, if you are in australia then uh, you can also think about investing in the mutual funds stocks or if you have a home for you know in the real estate you can invest it that makes sense what is the process of investing in india as an nri so is it the same you open a brokerage account with any bank like yes. icic or sbi or something like that 
right 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 so one need to open the uh, pis account portfolio investment scheme account okay or they also call it pins account uh, the process is almost same first is doing your kyc then submitting your documents like uh, id proof address proof pan card aadhar card uh, then there could be another uh, additional documents for nris like uh, fatka filling the fatka form and some declarations will be there after that you can get your account opened and you can start investing we're going to move to the big question of the day and this yeah. is something many people had how do i financially prepare for an education in the us okay so that needs lot of planning like lot of calculations considering today's education cost in usa uh, considering the inflation of education and then coming to the corpus amount calculation which can give you idea that how much amount you want to save on a monthly basis or on a an annual basis and then investing that amount in 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 the option suitable to you as per you know duration available with you so that you will be prepared to send your child to the usa or you know to fund him or to sponsor him the education but again uh, if you are planning to send your kid to usa then make sure to uh, you know decide what exactly or how long you want to sponsor your child education yeah i just would like to add a point that uh, the amount may vary uh, depending on the college uh, government colleges again have lower fees as compared to private colleges and then there are some sponsorship programs and there are some scholarships which can you know reduce your cost of education so these are many factors you need to consider and you can calculate a rough amount and then start saving amount for that thank you so much gayatri it was lovely having this conversation with you and by the way if any of you want to book one to one financial consulting sessions with gayatri you can just go to finscar.in and book consulting session with her Yeah. Thank you so much for having me Ash. It was nice talking to you and uh, sharing the whatever information I have. I hope it will be helpful for the audience whoever listening and yes as you said that if they have any questions feel free to connect with me.